I'm Will Iverson. I'm the founder of Double Robot, an independent video game studio. My background is in software development. I've been writing code since I was a kid. I spent many, many years doing software development consulting, and then a few years ago I had the opportunity to be able to pivot and switch to making games. Uh, the name of my game is Blaze Sky. It's a space opera action role-playing game. Tell us the Blaze Sky story. I guess the best place to talk about story is like, well, why are you writing it? Like, what are the, what, let's just start really broad, like thematically, like what are you trying to do? Yeah. So I'm a dad, right? And I, there's this whole genre of fiction, um, utopian fiction. I don't know if, right? It goes back to the 1920s. There was a book called Looking Backwards that was written. And Looking Backwards, if you picked that book up and you read it today, it, it would be hilarious because in the book, he posits all these crazy future ideas like someday we're going to pay for things with just little cards that we use. We're going to, um, uh, that you could be in your room and have music piped in from all over the world, that you could, um, that you would go to the store and you would look at products and then you would buy them and then they would be delivered to your house instead of having to take it back yourself. Like you read the book, it's, it's, you know, it's a 200, 300 page novel story where a guy falls asleep and he wakes up a hundred years in the future. I and mean, he posits all these things, hugely influential book at the time. It was one, it was a bestseller. Hmm. Um, it led to hundreds or thousands of groups, uh, forming in the country of people getting together as clubs to talk about it and how to, how they could bring that into the world. So of course, you know, I, I'm a dad, I have my son and, and I, and I like these more optimistic stories. Like, you know, that was one of the appeals to me always about Star Trek was that for as effed up and as complicated as a bunch of things might be at the end of the day, it's got a fundamentally positive view of humanity and, and keep in mind, you know, even in star Trek, it's like, Oh, we had world war three. We screwed everything up, but we, we put it back together again. And that led to the Federation and all this good stuff. So when I was positing the story for the game, it's like, see, you know, from a ludum perspective, like from a gameplay, it's like you're flying around in a spaceship and you're blowing stuff up. Okay, cool. I want to root this in something that feels really familiar for people. So it's humanity in the future, but an optimistic story. And as a modern science fiction person, I'm very intrigued by this notion of the singularity and like what happens to after we figure things out. So, of course, inventing FTL, faster than light travel, would be a huge thing. Uh, being able to upload your consciousness to a computer is a thing. Um, what happens if you could just keep taking a, you know, a treatments and live forever, right? So, there's all these singularity things. So, I said, okay, well, cool. I'm going to tell the story where it's set uh, you know, a couple hundred years in the future, FTL, spaceships, humanity has put things together. So the core is the Terran Republic, which is, you know, very much inspired by things like the Federation and, and Earth Alliance and whatever. 
So the idea is the player then can travel to visit star systems all over, about 30 different star systems, and there's other alien civilizations. Well, So what makes them interesting is to provide them essentially as a sort of a commentary. So I've got like barbarians that are sort of this sort of Anne Randian kind of like, you know, power uberalis kind of mindset i've got a the protium which are basically computer consciousness uploads the archai and so the archai are basically this ancient species and what they have taken to doing is they have taken over dozens of star systems and the people who rule each star system use each star system as a way to conduct psychological and social experiments. <laughs> right? So let's say that one one archive believes that, you know, the best way to run a society is through tight religious control, right? So they have their world where they're like they're like the the, the god of their world mm. and then they can unfold their society and, and conduct their experiments. Uh, so humans, for each of those other groups, the Terran Republic is actually represents a threat, right? The Archive don't like the idea of, of a lesser species having FTL. Uh, the Proteum view organics as a potential threat. The Barbroi are actually a breakaway, rep- breakaway from the Terrans. So I've got this big sort of space opera background with all these alien civilizations and stuff. Okay, well, cool. How do I tell that story in a way that the player's going to get? So what I did is I said, okay, I'm going to have five main characters. And those characters go through much more like traditional character arcs that you would expect in a story. You know, they start in a place, they have conflict and challenge, and then they eventually get to a resolution. And the player is the way that they, those characters get agency. So those play, those characters give the player missions that they can then go on and then experience the world and bring back things. So the and player the, the, the player is controlling one of these characters with a full background and lifestyle. Is that right? No, no the player is a little bit of an enigma. Um, huh. The player is, is encounters those characters, right? So the very first one that you run into is, is Commander Barnes, and he's, a, he's intended to be a very straightforward military analog. And he's the most most straightforward in that his missions generally are go someplace and blow something up, right? The other characters are a diplomat, a mad scientist. Um, there's a, a woman who just, her father has disappeared and she needs you to help him. And then there's another one who's a scout, who's all all obsessed with the deep mysteries of space. The way it's presented to the player is, you start out the game as a someone who's just sold their house or their all their life savings to be able to get a basic spaceship. <laughs> right? So you're one of the very first, it's like the very first Piper Cessna little tiny planes. So you get the first FT one of these first sort of consumer basic FTL. Yeah. Yep. And then you go on these missions and then you get rewards, which then lets you buy better ships and upgrade and stuff. And each of those characters is like a mission giver. Right, so you get to encounter them. So let's take um, let's take uh, the the woman who's lost her father. So when you fly up to the space the space station that she's in, she hails you and says, "Hey, I need you to help me find my dad." And 
initially the missions are to go into barbarian space and conduct scans and see if he's been abducted. And then you find out that he has actually run away to go join up with the Proteum, the computer people. Right. And so basically Lee says, my dad was always very weird. I could see this. Yeah. Right. Right. So then, then Lee says like, Hey, well, I need you to go find him. So then you go into the Proteum space and you explore and then you find him. And as you go through the story, it comes out that, you know, when Lee's mother died, you know, he was very distraught about losing her and that he believes that the Proteum and being able to upload your consciousness are a way to cheat death. For sure. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So then he goes back and he, t- and so, so he says, he asked the player, go bring Lee to me so she can upload and join me. And Lee says, I want you to bring my dad back. Right. So in, on one level, it's a, it's a science fiction story. It's like, you know, crazy uploading and robots and stuff. Yeah. But every one of the character stories is, is rooted in something that ideally the player could, uh, could relate to. Right. So like any kid who's ever gone off to college and you lose your parent, Mm. right. That's something that's very human and very universal. And it's something that everybody deals with and how, what's the answer. Mm. Right. Um, So for me, part of the trick was every one of the stories, if, if it was as simple as, um, well, I, I guess I should mean that. Like, so, like Barnes, you know, he's the the first sort of military guy, and his missions are really straightforward. When you start getting into the diplomat storyline or the scientist storyline, um, those get a lot more complicated. But they're not black and white, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the intent is that, like, let's take Lee's story, right? I hope that when the player gets to the question, when Lee finally says, you know, to the player what should I do? Should I leave home and go join my dad and get uploaded? Or should I go get my dad? For me, if the player like looks at that and goes, Ooh, I don't know. And maybe wants to put the controller down and walk around the block for a bit, you know, that's how I know I'm writing a good, compelling story. Right. So, yeah. However you found sci-fi thoughts, be it iTunes, Stitcher, or any of the other podcast aggregation services, if you've enjoyed the show, go ahead and do us a favor. Go to wherever you get this podcast and leave us a review, even clicking a few stars. And this will help out the show in many ways. Blaze Sky is on the Steam Games platform. You can go right there and search for Blaze Sky, one word, and you can wishlist or purchase the game. There's also a link in the show notes. So if you open up your podcast player, you can just tap, tap, tap right to the location. Next episode, we're going to hear more from Will Iverson, founder of Double Robot, about Blaze Sky. Okay, so really briefly, the question is, if you do the math and you say, well, there's so many stars in the, in the galaxy or the universe, 
And if a certain percentage of them all had life on them and a certain percentage of them were civilized, if you start with a really big number, Drake like equation, yeah, Drake equation, exactly, then you should have a lot of intelligent life out there. Yeah. And as far as we can tell, there's not. We're not seeing any signals. We're not whatever, right? 